Well, hey, thanks for, for tuning in to this midweek pick-me-up. We're trying something a little bit different to try to bring some hope, some encouragement uh, midweek into, into your life. And so we're continuing our, our conversation with Elisha. If you were with us on, on, on Sunday, then, then you know that, man, the big idea from Elisha that he gave us was to give your best wherever God puts you. He, he would say, wherever you are, give your best in obscurity and God will reward it. Wherever you are, give your best in the small things and God will give you bigger things to do. He would say, wherever you are, give your best in the natural and God will do the supernatural. And man, God does the supernatural throughout Elisha's life. Today we're actually going to be looking at one of the miracles, one of the 28 miracles that are recorded in the Bible that God does through this man, Elisha. We talked on Sunday that, that Elisha, the only person in the Bible that's done more miracles that are recorded in the Bible than Elisha is Jesus Christ himself. But one of my favorite miracles that Elisha does is it involves a drought, it involves the need for some water. So I think Elisha would, would step into the stage, he's back on the track with us, and I think he would, would set the stage of what's taking place in this miracle. And Elisha would just remind us, he would say, hey, here's what was happening. The king of Israel, the king of Judah, the king of, uh, of Ed, uh, Edom had come together to unite forces against this king of Moab. And so they wanted to, to crush this guy. These three kings, these three, three kingdoms unite forces uh, to, to go, go against them, against Moab. But, but here's the problem. Uh, they did not inquire of the Lord before they did this. They do this on their own initiative, their own wisdom, their own creativity, their own power. And here's the problem. They find themselves in no man's land. And Elisha would say that that's when it happened. They were there, their, their horses were dying, their soldiers were weak and feeble, their cattle didn't have water to drink. And here in this, though they had great numbers, though they had great resources, though they had great power, they found themselves in a very desperate situation. And that's when they called for me, Elisha would say. They, they talked to each other, say, isn't there a, a man of God we can talk to to get a word from the Lord? And he said, that's when they called me. And they said, Elisha, we need your help. And that sets the stage for, for this miracle that, that God performed through Elisha's life. But before we go to, to the text and look at the miracle, I would say we're living in very similar times. Central Christian Church, don't get swept away by all that's going on in our culture. We're living in very unique times where people are going 5,000 different directions. There's all these ideas. There's all these resources. There's some, some very heavy hitters at the helm, and they're trying to figure out new solutions. And I would just say, just like these guys in Elisha's time, it will not work in our time. Because anything that, that, that they, we try to do outside of God, it won't last. And just like Elisha, I believe these people, these powerful people, as, as they're trying to figure things out on their own, they're going to come looking for you. They're going to come looking just like they did for Elijah, say, hey, is there a man or woman of God who can help us navigate these uncertain times? So you stay the course. You stay faithful. Don't get swept away into all that's happening in our culture and swirling around us. You stay faithful to God and watch how God moves in your life. And when they come to you, Man, we're going to be ready. We're not going to throw it in their face. We're going to be ready to serve them, to help more and more people find and follow Jesus. But here's the first thing that Elisha does. 
to experience this miracle. And I believe the first thing that you and I need to do to prepare our hearts for miracles, to prepare our hearts, to be those people that people come looking for, looking for godly men and women. Here's what we see, the first thing Elisha does, and here's what he would say, man, if you're gonna be, be that man, if you're gonna be that woman who, who people run to, here's what we need to do. We need to learn to cultivate the presence of God in your life. Learn to cultivate the presence of God in your life. Here's what happens. So these, these kings, these powerful men, they're saying, hey, we're going to die. We're in a drought. We don't have water for our horses or our soldiers. Elisha, can you help? And Elisha's like, yeah, I can help. Absolutely. And then in 2 Kings 3.15, he says this, but, but, but for now, bring me the harpist. <laughs> these kings had to be like, we got a water issue, not a music issue, Elijah. Like, can, can you help us? But here's what, what Elisha knows. Here's what's taking place. He's saying, I need the presence of God on my life if I'm going to have a word for you. Here's what, essentially what Elisha does. He says, hey, Alexa, play my prayer playlist. Hey, hey I need to pull up Spotify. I got I to gotta lean into the presence of God. Where's the harpist? Bring me the harpist. I need a word from the Lord. And for some of you, that's what you need to do. The best thing you can do is set aside your feelings, set aside the circumstances, just come into the presence of God and say, oh God, you're big and you do big things. I don't understand it. I don't see it. I don't feel like it, but I know you've been faithful. You spoke and the world came into existence. I remember that time in my life when I didn't see a way out and God, you showed up. I don't know how you're going to do it now, but I know you're the way maker. And we're just coming into your presence today to say, God, we need you. And that's what Elisha does. He calls on God. He says, says God, you got you to gotta come through. And while the harpist was playing, while he was crying out to God, while he was declaring his faithfulness, the hand of the Lord came on Elisha. And the hand of the Lord will come on your life too. Listen, we got to cultivate the presence of God in our lives. On Monday, I, I woke up this week and not, not feeling real, real excited about a whole lot of things. It was just kind of a, just sterile, just plain, just translucent, nothing happening. And I, I said, you know what, I got I to gotta pick myself up here. I got I to gotta call on God. I got I to gotta be a man who cultivates the presence of God in my life. And so for me, here's what, here's what that looks like. Uh, for me, I have to go get alone and, and I have to pray. And for me, I, I, I like to write out some prayer requests so I can see when God, when God does it. And I add this into my life. Say, God, you got to help me. I, I, I open the Bible and I, I have part of a lot of reading plans, a, a few of them at least. And we have a church-wide reading plan uh, that's taking place right now on the life of Elisha. If you got our newsletter, it's available there. If, if you're on version, you can friend me and I would love to invite you to, to that reading plan on Elisha's life. So I, I read the Bible uh, w- with the church-wide reading plan, but also on my own. And, and here's a couple questions I ask myself at any time I read the Bible. Um, at least whenever I'm at my best, I ask myself these questions. I, I ask, well, what, is this, what does this passage teach me about God? What does it tell me about him and his character and, and how powerful he is and what he does? Uh, then I ask the second question, what does this, this passage teach me about humanity, mankind, and the way, way, way we are wired and also the way that, that God interacts with us? And then I ask myself the question of how am I doing in that area of my life? And Maybe some areas that I need to change, but 
But I, I read the Bible and, and let the Bible kind of read me and speak into my life. And then I, I, I do have a, a, an Alexa, an Amazon playlist where I say, hey, Alexa, play my prayer playlist. And I, and I worship. And I just, not because I feel like it, but because I need his presence. I had a friend tell me one time, whenever it comes to worship, that, uh, that he, he would play one song over and over. He said, I pray, Tim, I, I play that one song over and over until I believe it. And for some of you, maybe that's, maybe that's your best next step. You just keep playing one song over and over until you believe it. You just keep, keep singing Waymaker until you believe he's the Waymaker in your life. You just keep, keep singing, all, all my life you've been faithful. All my life you've been so, so good to me until you, until you believe that, until you remember all those times he's been faithful. But, but, but it's, it's about, about prayer. It's about reading the Bible. It's about, about getting his presence and worshiping. And on Monday I woke up feeling like this. But I, I took three steps really to, to cultivate the presence of God in my life. And I'm just telling you, I wasn't changed, but my perspective changed. My situations didn't change, but what was happening on the inside of me changed, just like this this sun tea. And I would just say to you, we can go through life like this. That's an option. Or we can be people who cultivate the presence of God in our lives so that the world makes notice. Man, there's something different about them. They're facing a hard time, but they, they face it with grace and confidence. That's what took place in the New Testament. We read about this in Acts 4.13. It says this. It says, when they, when they saw the courage of Peter and John, they realized that they were, they were unschooled. They're, they're just ordinary men. Not a whole lot special about them. But, but they were astonished by what took place. And they took note that these men, they, they had cultivated, they'd been, in the pre- they'd been with Jesus. And listen, as you, you cultivate the presence of God in your life, just like Elisha did, man, people are going to take note. There's something different about you. There's something different about him, about, about her. Let's be people. If we're going to do what God's called us to do, we've got to cultivate the presence of God in our lives. Second thing Elisha would tell us to do, if we're going to experience the miraculous and do, do what God's called us to do, he says at some point we just got to start, we just got to start doing something. Let's do something. We're not going to sit around and just pray about it. We're not just going to talk about it. We're not just going to write stuff on a whiteboard. No, we're going we're gonna to do something. And here's what, what, what it's interesting to notice, that, that God always calls people that are, are doing something. He called Moses while he was doing something. He was watching sheep and God says, no, Moses, I need you to go do this. He called Gideon while he was doing something. He was threshing wheat and God says, I'm calling you to do something. Nehemiah was, was serving in the presence of the king when, when God called him. Elisha was, was, was working faithfully behind some couple oxes. God called him. He was, he was doing something. God always calls people who who seem to be busy. He's not a big fan of, of lazy people, it would appear. And I would just say, I think Elijah would say, let's, let's take action. Let's do something. So here's what's ha- happening in the story. There's a drought. Uh, the kings have called Elisha in to help. He says, hey, bring me a harpist. I got to worship. The hand of the Lord comes upon Elisha. And he gets this word in 2 Kings uh, in in verse, uh, chapter 3 and verse 16, it says, and here's Elijah, he said, so this is what the word of the Lord says, make this valley full of ditches. He says, boys, we got to do something. This wouldn't have made a whole lot of sense. 
These very prestigious men, these very powerful men, they called Elijah for help and he says, bring me a harp. Well, we don't have a music issue. Elijah says, well, hey, let's dig some ditches. We don't have an erosion issue. We have a drought issue, Elijah. What's, what's really happening? And sometimes whenever God gives you an answer, it's not going to make sense. In the natural, it's just going to be like, what are you talking about? What do you want me to do? Just be faithful to whatever he says. These men, they start, they start digging, start digging some ditches. I remember um, I had taken a vacation uh, with my family. I was in high school at the time, and me and a buddy went to visit family in Oklahoma. And my uncle, he owns a plumbing business in Oklahoma called, called Good Old Days Plumbing. And uh, we thought it'd be fun to go, go with my uncle to, to work for a day. And so me and my buddy go, and, and it happens that this day they're running a water line from the meter to the house. And so you guessed it, it's our job to dig a ditch, to dig a trench in the great state of Oklahoma where the dirt is like red clay and it's not super easy. And so on this vacation, we're out there working. Man, it's not easy. We're sweating in the summer heat and we got like blisters all over our hands. And it was a, it was a memory that I'll never forget. But I'm just saying digging ditches in the valley, that's, not a, that's, a, that's a lot of work. That's not, it's not easy. But, but I wonder how many of us, we, we pray for God to provide a miracle, but are we willing to, to dig some ditches? Are we willing to, to put our shoulder into it and, and do some work to watch God do what only he can do? It was Thomas Edison who said, opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. Uh, I'd suggest that, that the miracles are often missed in the same way. When we come to the, the New Testament, we see Jesus. He's teaching to like 15,000 men and women. And he wants to do a miracle. He wants to, to feed all these people. But he has to have the disciples do some work. And so he has the disciples get these people into groups. And they do the work. And then he has them make these people sit down. And they, they do the work. And he's like, hey, take this basket and distribute it. And they did the work. And while the disciples are doing the work, Jesus does a miracle. It's interesting at the beginning of that verse, they said, said how are we going to feed them? And Jesus says, you feed them. And they're like, what? But they do the work. God does a miracle. The same is true with Elisha and this miracle. God's looking for people to do some work. I know we want to see people experience God's radical power and his, his rescuing grace. But, but we got to do the work of, of telling people about his radical grace. Some of us, man, we need, need financial breakthrough. But we need to do the work of like getting on the Dave Ramsey plan and like creating a budget and living intentionally. And watch God show up as we do the work. Some of you, man, we're, we're praying for you. We know that some of you have been furloughed. Some of you have been laid off. Some of you have lost your job in this season. And I would say keep doing the work. I know they might have said no, but you only need one yes. Let's keep doing the work and watch God show up and lead you. Open doors that maybe you never thought possible. It was James in James chapter 2 verse 17 that it says, it says faith by itself if it's not accompanied by action, it's, it's kind of worthless. It's, it's dead. Let's be people who put in the work. Let's be people who pray, believe, but also take action. 
Augustine said this, pray as if everything depended on God and let's be people who work as though everything depends on you. The final thing that Elisha would say to us in our time together as we, we, we finish our lap around the track with him is this. Don't, don't base your life on what is seen, but base your life on what is unseen. Don't base your life on what is seen. Base it on the unseen. Here, here's what I mean in 2 Kings 3, 17 through 18. This is, this is the miracle. And he says, this is, but this is what the Lord says. You're not going to see it. You, there's no cloud in the sky. It's not going to look like it's going to happen. You, you'll see neither wind nor rain. Yet this valley will be filled with water. And you and your cattle, all the other animals, they're going to get to drink as much as you want. And here, here by the way, uh, this is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. And by the way, th those Moabites that you're wanting to tackle, hey, I'm, I'm going to hand them over to you as well. He comes through. You're not going to see it. You're not going to see wind. You're not going to see rain. But Elisha would come to you today and say, say, don't focus on what you can see. Focus on the unseen. Focus on, on what God is up to. Elisha would tell you when what you see doesn't match what, what God said, go with what he said. In this season, we live in a world where what's, what's wrong is now right. And what's right is now wrong. And I'm just telling you, Central Christian Church, when what you see doesn't line up with what God said, let's be people of faith who say, hey, we're going with what he said. 2 Corinthians 4, 18, this is Paul writing to the church and he says, so, so we fix our eyes, here's what we fix our eyes on, not what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen, it's, it's going to be temporary, this is not going to last very long, but, but what you cannot see right here, right now, the unseen, that's, that's the eternal, that's where the eternal stuff is. COVID-19, temporary. Shelter in place, Temporary. Distance learning, temporary. Racial injustice, temporary. Employment challenges, temporary. Clothing the poor, eternal rewards. Feeding the least of these, storing up treasures in heaven. Giving when no one sees, praying, leaning in, going after God, builds up treasure in heaven, a firm foundation. It'll last forever. The souls of men and women walking around you right now last forever. Who you are on the inside will live on. Let's be people who we're not going to focus on what we can see. We're going to focus on the unseen. What's seen? Temporary. Unseen. Eternal. And while culture is running 5,000 different directions, you stay the course. They're going to come looking for answers. But let's learn from Elisha right here, right now. Let's, let's learn how to cultivate the presence of God in our life. Let's cultivate that. We don't, we don't want to be the same. We want to, we want to be, be different because we've been with Jesus. Let's cultivate the presence of God in our life. At some point, man, we've got we to just start doing something. Let's take action. Let's be people of action. Let's pray as if everything depends on God. Let's work as if everything depends on you. And then don't base your life on what's seen, 
but the unseen. Listen, if he said it, he's going to do it. Let's pray. Well, Father, we thank you for being so faithful. And Father, we live in a time when what we see doesn't always make sense. And oftentimes it's troubling, unsettling at best, terrifying at moments. But God, we know that you are sovereign, that you're in control, even when things to be, seem to be spinning out of control. So Father, would you help us to do our part? Would you help me to do my part? Would you help us to be men and women who cultivate your presence in our life daily? Father, would you help us to be, be men and women of courageous faith who don't just know things cognitively, who, do, who don't just think about things? But God, we do things. We're going to take action. Faith without action is dead. So God, we want to be, be people fully alive in you. Help us to do some stuff for you. And God, help us to focus our eyes, not on things we can't see, but things that are unseen. Because God, we want to invest our life, our time today on things that will matter for eternity. So strengthen us to that end, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for tuning in to this Wednesday pick-me-up. May the Lord bless you, keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you his peace.